Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. All right. Um, this is a very interesting story that I believe there's a lot that God can, can pull out of this. Um, first of all, let me define fishing because I'm in corporate America. I work in compliance. I work in risk and compliance. What we do is we catch bad guys. We catch people who try to uh, launder money. I'm in anti-money laundering, and we have people who are trying to clean up bad money by getting it in the system of the banks. And they clean it up, and then they put it out. A lot of that money goes to terrorism. So my job is to make sure that the people, uh, the investigators where I work, uh, have the tools that they need so that they can um, catch these guys in what they do. So let me explain phishing. A lot of people already knows what it is because you've probably already been hacked by email. Uh, phishing is a form of fraud in which the attacker tries to learn information such as login credentials or account information by masquerading, listen to me close, by masquerading as a reputable entity or person in email, IM, or other communication channels. Phishing emails look authentic. Oh, man, I I see. Okay. Phishing emails, they look authentic on the surface. But when you look closer at the details, you will find discrepancies. See, I titled this message Fishing Christians because we have a whole lot of people that can speak in tongues. Ham shamana, kick me in the side. They can do all of that stuff and they can they can run around the church and they can quote yeah, kick them in the side. So they can they can run around the church and y'all know what I'm talking about. You get in the elevator with people and you say, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. My God is an awesome God. Brother, I just said hello. You ain't got to go through all that fakery, you know, and, and, and you see this in church. And, and, but when you begin to look beneath the surface, you will discover the fraud that has infiltrated their true identity. Uh, see, a lot, of, a lot of people sometimes tend to use accolades uh, to hide who they really are. See, let me see if I can give you a for instance. Um, you go to a person and you can clearly see they got some problems because you can see it on their face. Come on, somebody say, I can see it. You can see it on their face. You know the way they look. is They got something going on. And you walk over to them. You're kind and you say, hi, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, Okay then what I saw was wrong. Or you come in the church. Let me make this personal here. You come in the church, and, and you can clearly see people are hurting. And you walk up to them, can, can, can I help you? No, I'm good. God's got this. <laughs> well, if God's got it, maybe you need to strain your face up a little bit. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Am I talking to the right people? Come on, come on. All of us have probably been in the church sad or mad or angry. At one point or another, amen, you come in church, somebody else got on the same suit. <laughs> in some places, same hat. Ooh, that's fighting right there, man. How did Sister Pickaboo get that hat? She, I told her I was going to buy that hat, and here she got the nerve to come in here and wear that hat. 
There had to be in Pentecostal circles to understand what I'm talking about there, right? And so, but, but listen, we, we all tend to hide behind certain things. Hello. So let me, let me show you this. Who am I? That's your uncle? <laughs> that kind of does look like Uncle Perry. But um, that, this guy right here, how, how many, oh, first before I reveal who he is, how many of you have ever heard the phrase, the real McCoy? His name is Elijah McCoy. And this being Black History Month, I thought I would just kind of put this into my sermon today. Because when you hear the words, the real McCoy, what you learn about it is this has to be the highest of quality and not an inferior imitation. All right, so when Elijah McCoy was a noted black inventor born in 1844, he invented the self-regulating lubricator, which revolutionized the industrial machine and the railroad industry. Because his product was so reliable and, and so uh, such a superior product that other people began to imitate Come on, somebody. Other people tried to take what he had and make something like it, but it was inferior product and it was breaking down. So what the term came to be when somebody came in with lubricators, they will say, is this the real McCoy? Are you here? So let me let me let me say this. Write this down. Satan is not a creator. He is only an imitator. And even his best imitation is still a counterfeit. <laughs> See, there's some speculation actually who actually created the automobile. I don't know if you know this or not. Because there, there is some speculation about it. I know I've seen the history on it that it actually was created by a black man. So you can go do your own research. But here's what I want to say about it. I'm not trying to get into the black-white thing. What I'm getting into is when you are the manufacturer of the first thing, if it breaks, you have to go back to the manufacturer to get it fixed. The manufacturer created a widget. In order for the widget to change, you have to go back to the manufacturer who created it from inception. Hello, somebody. Because God is a creator, God created he, them, male and female. If you want to change what God created, you have to go back to the creator who started it from the beginning to say, listen, you have to change it. And since God hasn't changed what he created because he says, I am the Lord thy God and I change not. So since God is not going to change, you can't change what the creator created. And when you try to change what the creator created, what you create is a counterfeit. The original marriage is not because we are Christians. The original traditional marriage is because the creator created it that way, male and female. 
one man, one woman. And in order to change what marriage is, you got to go back to the creator of marriage. Now, I know a lot of people ain't going to like this kind of preaching, but I told y'all. My preaching is controversial, and I'm trying to be. Because we got too many weak preachers that won't tell the truth. And we are going to have to stand flat-footed and stand strong because they're trying to shut down the churches. And we've got to get you ready. We've got to get you armed and dangerous. You've got to know you're powerful. And they just can't take, they're not going to roll over us. Hello? All right, is this making sense at all? So listen, why be a counterfeit when you can be an original from the creator? Hello? I uh -uh. I want to make sure that I'm exactly who God has called me to be. So let me, let me see if I can make this, uh, let me bring this home, can get a little ghetto. I'll come back, I will. I don't know about you, but I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word hate because people take this message and try to, so let me use this word. I can't stand to be around fake people. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I loathe it. I, ooh, it's like, ugh. And you know when they come up and they get all up and you be like, ooh, you know what? You just need to get away from me. You know what I'm saying? Just phony, just diaphanous. They just, they just, there's no, no substance to them. You know what I'm saying? It's all surface stuff. And you know you're looking all beneath all that stuff. You know, phony people. And at some point, saints of God, we got to stop faking church. We got to stop faking church. We got to be real. We got to stop pretending. Listen, if you ain't got it together, tell somebody. That's okay, because the person you tell, they don't have it together either. <laughs> now, they can fake it like they, they don't, they, uh-uh. I heard some people, I'm going to fake it until I make it. Yeah, and you're going to continue to fake it, and you will never make it. Because the moment you stop faking is when God can do something in you. But the moment you keep pretending, God is going to allow you to put that mask on. And you can wear that mask until you go to the grave. But the one thing about mask is you keep everything behind the mask. The hurt, the pain, the disappointment, everything stays behind the mask. Nobody else can see it because you got it all covered up. And covered wounds don't heal. Oh, yeah, I know that was a good one. I ain't get a good amen, but that was a good one right there. That's all right. Can I keep preaching? All right, let me give you another one since you didn't like what I just said. Satan's weapon of mass destruction is called deception, and he uses it to convince people that they can cover up their sins with natural camouflage. Boy, that's, boy, that's, whoo, but that's a good one right there. Man, ain't that a good one? Good God, ain't that good? Somebody say, mm, mm, good. See, 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 that, that's when, when we start talking about that stuff right there. See, what I'm saying is, saints, you can't have your carnal cake and eat it too. You can't, you can't sit here and, and live and act and talk and, and believe like the world and think somehow that the church people are going to sit back and let you do it. You, 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 it ain't, it's, you, you, you really don't believe that you're supposed to come into the church and the pastor's not supposed to tell you how you're supposed to be living? I mean, that, that's, that's not, it, you, surely you, you know that that's what our job is. Surely you must know that when we preach truth, truth will always remove the lie. 
You, you surely must know that because there is no middle ground. Something is either right or is wrong. It's either light or darkness. See, there is no gray with God. You can't be a little pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. That, that, that's what people think in the church. Well, well, God says that I can come as I am and everything should be okay. No, that's not what God said. God says, yes, you can come so that you can be transformed. That's the message of transformation. That's the message that the gospel is. That's the message that the apostles preach. And that's the message that we should be hearing. Yes, I want you in here. I don't care. You can be blind, crippling, crazy. I want you on up in here. You can be living any kind of lifestyle that you want to live. I want you in the church. This is the place where you're going to be loved. But just because I love you, it doesn't mean I'm going to put up with your mess. God does love us, saints of God, but God will never tolerate sin. And don't think that for one second that we can be better than God. Wait a minute. Now, your kids can be tripping, and you still love them. So God is not any different. When people haven't really understood the truth of his word, and maybe they don't quite understand how much God does love them. Maybe they don't, haven't quite grasped that they are a masterpiece. Maybe because they have been violated in their past, they don't really understand that what they have is precious because it was violated. Maybe they don't quite understand that when they were in the bed asleep that night, when somebody came in and did those things all of their lives, they have been confused about their sexual orientation. Maybe we have some things like that that has happened. But let me tell you something, saints. God loves them just as much as he loves us. So we got to make sure that we give the message of love and hope and peace. But I got to talk about deliverance. I have got to, and that's the one thing that a lot of people in the organization in the LBGTQ community, they don't want to talk about deliverance because they feel they were born that way. But if you go and look at the John Hopkins University study, they will say this is not a Christian university. This is a liberal university who did a study that said there's no way possible that there's a gay gene. You cannot be born that way. Now that is written. In the medical papers, you choose to be that way. And I'm going to preach it exactly like the word of God says. But even though I chose to be a liar and a hypocrite in my day, people choose to live a certain lifestyle. Now, listen, I had to get delivered. And so does anybody who make bad choices. Am I in the right church this morning? All of us got to get delivered from something. None of us got it all together. So there's no way we should be looking down our little snooty Christian nose just because somebody might come in here with tattoos all over the place or earrings all over the place. You better watch and check yourself. Y'all gonna make me get ghetto. You better check yourself before you. Hello, that's scripture on that. Y'all know it. He said, be careful how you stand unless you fall, right? Because you might not have the tattoos or the earrings, but you got some other stuff. 
You, the people may not be able to see it on the surface, but you got something deep down in you that you don't want anybody else to know about. Somebody say, I'm going to stop faking. See, this this got to be, you got to do some introspection on this thing. I, 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 I came to confront this morning. I'm sorry, but I came to confront this fakery, this pretending, this posing that we do in the church. And see, we, we got to make sure that we keep ourselves clean. We got to be open, guys. Come on, somebody. That's why I, I, I don't mind being open before you and say when I'm hurting or, or when, I, when I'm sinning or, or when, when I'm not reading the word or when I'm, I'm not been praying like I should be praying. I don't mind being open in front of you. Why? Because I can't be sitting up here pretending. I got to be open to you. And if you're open to somebody else, then then the wounds are open and the Holy Spirit can breathe life on those wounds. It's just like when you keep a, a, a Band-Aid on something, it begins to fester. But as soon as you rip the Band-Aid, you know it hurts when you rip the Band-Aid off, but it's good for you. Why? Because now it gets air and it can heal. But we got to stop covering up. Who am I talking to this morning? Somebody say, he's talking about me? Good. I'm glad you made that statement. So in 1 Kings, let's go to the Bible here. And um, man, time is rolling. So I'm going to just give you a little bit and then, then we'll be done. So let me, let me go to 1 Kings and kind of bring this home a little bit for you. In 1 Kings, the king, Jeroboam, because of his pride, he would not go to the house of God to get the answer that he needed. So pride is one of those things when you know you got it. Pride will convince you that you don't need God. Pride. Pride is one of those things. It's like a leech. It'll suck the life out of you. It'll suck God out of you. It'll suck the word out of you. It'll suck the anointing out of you. Like pride, pride, pride. And you know it too. And then you got this, 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 this pride that people say, no, I don't, I don't, you don't need to do all that. But yeah, I kind of like it. And see, you got that old false pride too, right? And so, you know, you got to watch that false pride too. I don't want no recognition, but really I do. And so, so that's that <laughs> false pride, right? Right? Because when you don't recognize them, they get mad. Yeah, well, then you do want to be recognized. Amen. <laughs> see, see, and so you got both forms, but pride, pride is one of those things. God, let me tell you something, because see, I, you know, I had a lot of it and, and God is working on me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so, so pride is one of those things that is so convincing. Nobody else can tell you that you're wrong. Mm. Good God Almighty. Did that preacher just say that? <laughs> Even when you say you know you're wrong, what do you mean I'm wrong? I'm not, I'm not wrong about this. I know what I'm talking about. No, no, you're wrong. I'm, just, I'm not wrong. I read the book. What book? <laughs> right? It's the pride book. <laughs> right? So the pride of life, the pride of life will keep you from your destiny. Because here's the deal, saints of God. If you know so much, why do you need God? I'm here to tell you right now. I wish I knew more about this word. It's so much about this Bible I don't know. I'm trying to get into this thing and learn more about it. But saints, nobody has cornered the market on the word of God. Nobody. I don't care. You can read it. I've read this book from cover to cover about five times. And every time I read it, I go, man, I didn't know that was in here. Come on, man. You missed something like, wow, where? He must have put that in there yesterday. 
<laughs> you know, because this is the word of God. It begins, the more and more you soak this thing up, guys, the more and more God begins to reveal who he is in you. Amen. That's what's so important about staying in the word of God. Is this making sense? Okay. Now, listen, listen, let me, okay, let me dive in. I'm trying to, trying to make sure. Was that my stomach? Oh, all right, cool. (laughs) Praise God. I was like, man, y'all heard that? (laughs) I know a brother's hungry and all, but listen. And so, listen, so this is what the king said. This is she okay? <laughs> this is what the king said. The king said, he told his wife, he said, I want you to go to the house of God. Listen to this. This is, this is so conniving. <laughs> right? So the man who was full of pride said to his wife, Listen, I want you to go to the house of God. But listen, I want you to disguise yourself. I want you to pretend to be something that you're not so that you can get a word from God. Come on, come on, somebody. So the king didn't have enough guts to go to the house himself. Come on, somebody. Are you with me here? The king said, I'm bigger than that. I am not going to submit to the house of God. But I want you to go, but I want you to disguise yourself because I don't want anybody else to know that I'm sending you to the house of God. Listen to me, saints. There's always going to be times where the enemy is going to convince you to pretend to be something that you're not. And you got all this posing and the mask that people put on it. And you you pretend and pretend and pretend. And then you get like... uh, Our first pretenders. What about Adam and Eve? See, let me tell you something about them. They were the first pretenders. Y'all know what I'm talking about here. See, Adam and Eve were the first pretenders because they tried to hide themselves behind the fig leaves. Come on. The fig leaves were a natural camouflage. And you can't hide your spiritual sin with a natural camouflage. There's nothing but fig leaves. And everybody can see, well, they're trying to hide something, but I still see it. They got a smile, but I can see the sin. They got, wait a minute, you got a black eye? And you telling me, but he loves me? Wait a minute, I can see clearly. Ray Charles can see that you got a problem. Y'all remember that prophet? Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, boo. Hold on for a second. You, you mean to tell me that him doing this to you is a symbol of love? then somehow you have allowed this joker to convince you that love is the same as abuse. Love don't treat people that way. That's why sometimes men, 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 men sometimes, you know, and women too now because women just as vile as men. But they, 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 they can have those extra, I like what Bill Cosby said, escapades. Brother, that's an adulterous affair, bro. Call it what it is. He called them escapades and tried to clean it up, and he tried to camouflage it. Come on, somebody. And so, so he didn't have those escapades. And so uh, 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 a man might say, well, baby, I know I, know I, I had some 
over there, but I love you. Huh? What? How'd that work? Mm-hmm. say, well, love should have brought your butt home last night. Amen. Right? Because cause you, you know what love is. I mean, come on, come on, come on now. If, 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 if you understand the word of God, you will understand what love is. And see, if you, uh, if you just listen to the prophet Forrest Gump, <laughs> Janae, <laughs> I do know what love is, Janae. <laughs> Even that rascal knew what love was. <laughs> Janae. Come on, as far as God knows what love is, love is an action word. Amen. All right, come back. <laughs> love, is an <laughs> love is an action word. Hello? By my actions, I can prove to Elaine that I love her. Right? By your actions, you prove to God that you love him. By his actions, he's already proved to us that he loves us. See, it's already been proven. It was proven over 2,000 years ago. For God so loved the world, not just Christians. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall never perish but have everlasting life. It's right. Love right there. It was love that kept him on the cross, not the nail. And that's the message of hope that everybody needs to see. And so this, 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 this that was Adam. And see, I got to ask a question. Are there any leaves or fig leaves in your life that you're using to hide your sin? Mm, okay, I'm going to move on. I know y'all didn't like that one. I got an um and a over there. So, okay, okay, okay. All right, so let me, let me tell you about another. Can I tell you about another pretender? See, Jacob. <laughs> see, see, Jacob put on goat skin. Notice it didn't say sheep skin. Because, see, because see, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, Jesus teaches us the difference between a goat and a sheep. And you can drive right down Indian Trail, and you can see goats, and you can see sheep. See, the sheep always have the tail down, but a goat is always showing his tail. So, <laughs> so see, so, uh, <laughs> see, yeah, 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 you got to give me some of that, right? Hey, look, I'm, I'm, that's a spoken word, right? Right there, right there. Why? And, and see, and that's the difference between a goat and a sheep. And if you listen to Jesus very carefully, he put them in a certain place. He put the sheep on the right. He put the goats on the left. The reason he put the sheep on the right is because anything to the right of you, you have authority over. Glory to God. He put the goats on the left because they wouldn't submit to him. Come on. And there are some goats that come in the church. You know them too, because every time you tell them to do something, they go, bad. I ain't doing that, Pastor. Bad. I ain't called to do that. Bad. I ain't picking up no paper up in here. You, you got to check your goat self. So Jacob disguised himself, and he pretended to be his brother Esau so he can steal a blessing from his father. See, you don't have to pretend in the church and be like another brother or another sister to steal a blessing from our father. Oh, but that was good. Mm, that was tasty. I, I, liked, I think I'll eat on that one a little bit later, too. See, see, there's no more pretending in church. You don't have to pretend. Let me tell you another guy who disguised himself, King Saul. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. King Saul lost everything because of his pride. He was rebellious. He tried to take everything in his own hands. And when the man of God told him to obey every word of God, King Saul defied the word of God. And then when the man of God confronted him, he said, I did everything that God told me to do. The people made me do it. And he said, we're stripping the kingdom from you, Saul, and we're giving it to David. So King Saul, prior to being stripped, he said, nobody can go to a witch for any kind of confirmation. So isn't it amazing that after the kingdom was stripped from King Saul, he disguised himself, went to a witch in Endor to try to figure out what his future was going to be. So when the witch began to Good. She wasn't praying. She was just doing her chanting, right? See, you got to see the story here. The Bible says that when the witch looked in the past, she pulled up the prophet Samuel. It was the same prophet that told that brother that the kingdom was being stripped from him. And she said, oh, it is prophet Samuel. This scared the witch because the witch can only pull up something from the past. She cannot tell your future. And if a Christian goes to these naysayers and soothsayers and palm readers, the only thing that they can pull up is your past. They can't tell you your future. The reason that, that that demon sounds like your grandmama is because that demon has been following your grandmama all of her life. Oh, it sounds like mama. Well, it should. Mama had the demon with her. But you can't just tell them that because they're crying. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that just sounds like mama. It should. Don't you know you're being followed right now? They can't tell you your future. It sounds great. Oh, I see in your future things are going to be nice. Oh, thank you. It's going to be good for me. There ain't no prophecy. They're only going to talk about something in your past, saints of God. They are witches. Listen, you know what they are really? They're prophets that are perverted. That's what a witch is. A witch has an anointing, but it's a perverted anointing. See, let me, let me see if I can explain it this way, and then I'm done because I, I kept y'all too long already. God sends the signals of prophecy. And so as the signals are coming, the person who receives the prophecy can get a signal from him or a signal from him. So since they don't want the signal from God, they're getting the signal from Satan. So they're prophesying because they can't tell you the future because only God is all-knowing. That's why they can only tell you stuff that's in your past. But they make it sound like it's a prophecy. If we go back to fishing, come on, it, 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 let, let, let me take it back so we can see it. Let me take you back. Let me take you back. Can I take you back? Let me take you back. Let me take you back. So that's about fishing. It's a lie masquerading as the truth. So when you got people on TV talking about, well, we, we, Oprah talking about, we're going we're gonna to bring somebody in and they're going to tell us our future and all that stuff. Let me tell you something. That's the devil. 
We got to learn how to tap into our inner self. You better know that's a demon. I'm just saying, I ain't knocking anybody, but I'm just saying, you better know the truth because we should be tapping into God. Amen. 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 So this brother disguised himself and pretended to be something he was not. Can I give you one more? Tamar. Hallelujah. Tamar was so mad at Jacob because Tamar was married to one of Jacob's sons who passed. And Jacob promised her another son. And Jacob reneged on what he said he was going to do by giving him his younger son. Tamar was scorned. Boy, there's nothing like a boy. You talking about hot grits scorn. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Al Green kind of <laughs> sleeping in the morning with a big cast iron pot full of, y'all know what I'm talking about, but well, that's the kind of grits that stick. <laughs> y'all know, know what I'm saying? And so, and so, 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 so this, this woman was scorned, so she knew Jacob was on a business trip. Come on, it, this was a business trip that went bad, ain't lying. Jacob, see, I love the Bible. You don't need, you don't need TV, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm giving it to you just like it happened, guys. This is the Bible. Jacob was on a business trip with a friend. Now, see, Jacob didn't know that Tamar was there. Now, Tamar is his daughter-in-law. But Jacob, he hadn't had a wife in a minute. Okay, y'all know where I'm going with this, right? Come on, we watch TV. So, so Jacob was on a business trip away from family. <laughs> See, that's when the devil started running around. See, you at the hotel, and you sitting down there, you know you shouldn't be at the bar, and you just took a drink. And that woman, that, that woman came over talking about, oh, you just look so good. You better, you better know that woman wants some money. Come on, you ain't all that. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, you smell so good. I just, I saw you over here at the bar, and I just wanted to come over and introduce myself. <laughs> you saw me at, it's because you've been at this bar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so she said, I just, I just want to just, you just, you got, like, you just might have some things going on. And you want, you, do you, do you want to talk? <laughs> I'm talking to you. I don't know you. And then you know, she's going to keep on asking and probing. And if you're weak, get vulnerable. See, I'm telling you something that I know. This happened to a friend of mine. He's on a business trip. Woman walked up to him at a bar. Him and his wife weren't kicking it. She started talking, and he started talking. He started revealing, and she kept on talking. So the more he revealed, the more she played his ego. And the rest is history. He's divorced today. It can happen to anybody. Right? So listen, Tamar, she disguised herself. Jacob was vulnerable. Tamar kind of, you know how women can do. Come on, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, Tamar kind of, she probably put that thigh there, you know. <laughs> I don't know how she did it. I'm paraphrasing, but she did something. <laughs> Come on, she did something because usually they cover it all up. She showed something. She showed something. She probably had on one of them mini skirts or something. So, and so Jacob lost his mind. So Jacob's friend was with him. Jacob's friend should have said, Jacob, don't do it. 
But he was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So Jacob went with Tamar. Tamar was not a fool. Jacob said, well, I don't have any money. <laughs> so Tamar says, no problem. Give me your staff. So Jacob didn't understand what he was doing because he was vulnerable. He was pretending to be something he was not. He was supposed to be a man of God at home and when he's away. Tamar pretended too, but she had some rage inside of her. She said, I'm going to get this rascal back. So she took his staff. Jacob went to the house where he did his stuff, and then he went to the house. So later on, she came up with child. She was pregnant. So Jacob heard about it. So Jacob now is mad. So Jacob is ready to stone her. I can't believe this girl went in the house. She didn't tell me about it. So they called Jacob. And Jacob comes <laughs> say, man, see, when you do stuff in the dark, <laughs> man, I got to stop this message. I ain't lying. I, I'll finish next week. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pray, amen. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay, all right. Hey, y'all want to stay in church? I ain't never seen people want to stay in church. So, okay, all right, okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, so listen, so, so they were about to stone her because she's with child. See, like I said, you either pregnant or you're not. So her belly was big. And so she came waddling. But the chick was not dumb. So Jacob was complicit in wanting to stone her because he was like, how dare her go and lay with somebody with her nasty self. So he questioned her and said, who is the man that got you pregnant? So Tamar said, it's the man who owns this. Drop the mic. No, my bad. It was a little different. She dropped the mic. <laughs> I'm sure at that time, Jacob said, what the hell? That's my staff. She said, yeah, and this is your baby. <laughs> so who's your baby's daddy now? <laughs> I better stop right there. We got to stop pretending. Amen. Pretending will get you in trouble. Now, there's a couple of others that pretended. I'll get into that next week because there's another couple I want to talk to you about in the book of Acts by the name of Ananias and Sapphira. They pretended and it cost them. But there are some fundamental truths 
that I want to teach you next Sunday. So you got to come next Sunday to learn what this couple did because they actually lost their lives, but it's critical you understand why. Amen? Who is this message for today? Come on and give him a hand clap of praise in Jesus' name. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. I don't, I don't want any fakery in me. Right? I just want to be free to preach like I want to preach. Because, see, I'm raw. I, I'm not changing for you. God created me to be this way. And then he said to use my personality to preach. So I'm going to stay raw. You're not going to get some watered down, pat you on the back while you're dying your sins kind of message. So listen, you know where you are with God. If you're not in the right place with him, now is the time to say it. Now is the time because you among family. Amen. Listen, if you know you're backslidden, stop faking. Go ahead and be honest with where you are with God. You don't have to pretend anymore. Those days are over. You can be real with God. You can be real in this church because we love you. Listen, you can just, everybody just kind of look around. Just kind of look around. Look around everybody in this room. You see black, white, light skin, dark skin. You see some people who are thinner than others and some who are not so thin and some who are, yeah. But you know what? We all got issues including the one that's been preaching to you. Amen. So since we all got issues, can we just love each other? Yeah. You know what I mean? And just be real, just be genuine. Can we stop all this fakery and talk about, you know, I've been praying for you. Please don't tell me you've been praying for me when you haven't. Just, 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 just say, hey, listen, I had every intention on praying, but I, I forgot. Oh, man, I love that. Because what you're being is genuine and true. Because you knew you had good intention, but you got busy. That happens. I've told people that. I said, look, man, I had every intention on praying. And I, man, I, can we pray right now? Because I surely forgot. You, you, would you love me more than for me to lie to you? No, I'm not going to lie to you. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.